Hello and welcome to episode 5 of Living and Learning. Today's episode is called How I Handle Nervousness. All right, being nervous is a big topic. It affects everybody. Don't think it's just you. Nervousness affects everybody. And today I'm going to be talking about how I go about um, using being nervous, using anxiety to my benefit um, to execute in a tough situation. So first off, uh, let's go ahead and define what does it mean to be nervous and what does it mean to be anxious? So as I normally do on this podcast, I went ahead and looked up on Google the definition of nervous. Uh, Nervous means easily agitated or alarmed, tending to be anxious, highly strung. So I didn't really actually like this definition too much, but the big thing it said was tending to be anxious. So I said, okay, um, if nervous doesn't have a good definition, let's try out anxious. And anxious actually hits on what we want. Um, Anxious means uh, experiencing worry, unease, or nervousness, typically about an imminent event or something with an uncertain outcome. So you're worried, you're not, you're uneasy, you're nervous, uh, and there's an imminent event, something's about to happen that you know you need to perform at a high level in, um, but you're uncertain of the outcome. You might win, you might lose. This is a cocktail uh, for getting nervous or for executing or for high performance um, and achieving your outcome. So uh, if you take the wrong approach, you'll get nervous and you'll, you know, screw it up. If you take the right approach, you'll get nervous and you'll do what you came to do. And so we all wish nervousness would just go away forever. Uh, but the, re- the reality is it's not going anywhere uh, unless there's something seriously wrong with you. And in that case, you need to get checked out. But uh, for most of us out there who get nervous in everyday situations or for critical situations, at least, um, you have two options. Um, option number one is to do nothing and let nervousness consume you and fail. And option number two is to accept the nervousness and use it to your advantage. And so that's what we want to do. Um, So first off, we got to understand here that nervousness serves a purpose, uh, an evolutionary purpose, actually. So basically what it means is your body has recognized a challenge and is now preparing for it. Uh, What is it preparing for? Um, Well, in evolution, it's preparing for three things. Fight, flight or freeze. This is your classic fight or flight response. Um, And so your body's saying, hey, uh, there's imminent danger here, but you got to do something. And uh, so the three options, fight, flight, or freeze, you don't want to freeze. That doesn't help you, okay? You also don't want to flee, flight, okay? You don't want to do that because that also doesn't help you. You're running from the goal. Um, now, if it's, you're in a dangerous situation, maybe you do want to run or, or freeze, but uh, in, in an everyday situation, you don't want to just crumble in fear. You want to face what you've got to face. That means you've got to fight. So first off, understand what nervousness is. Nervousness means your body and anxiety means your body has discharged hormones to signal that you may be in danger. That's all it is. It's, you might be scared, but all it really is is your brain. Actually, it's something in your brain called your amygdala uh, causing adrenaline or epinephrine um, and cortisol, which is a stress hormone. It's causing those two hormones uh, to be secreted that make you, one, stressed, and two, excited via the adrenaline or via the epinephrine. So 
you're having this heightened state so you can focus and say, okay, there's imminent danger or there's an imminent social situation that I need to take care of. And so in the past, uh, you know, thousands and thousands of years ago, that danger was getting attacked by a predator. It was actually a life or death thing. But in today's world, it's mostly just social, uh, you know, fear of social rejection. It's just social situations. And this could be like public speaking is a big one where you're about to speak in front of a crowd. You know, they've said that public speaking is like the number one fear that people have, even in front of death, which is just crazy. But it's understandable because you have this natural response that, okay, I don't want to embarrass myself in front of this crowd. Um, and the evolutionary part behind that is because if the crowd doesn't like me, I won't be accepted into the pack. And if the pack doesn't like me, I won't survive. And so you have this, you know, you're hardwired to get nervous in these situations, uh, but you've got to learn to overcome that. And I'm going to talk about how to do that. So also understand um, your imagination is the worst part here. It's not about the actual event that's happening. It's just your perception of how that event is going to happen. So um, you just, I know it, you hype it up in your mind, you envision all the wrong scenarios, you envision yourself failing, you envision every possible scenario where something goes wrong. And that's what makes you scared. And that's what makes you nervous. So first off, you got to stop doing that. I mean, it's good for preventing you. In the past, it was good for preve preventing you from dangerous situations. But today, uh, you know, that anxiety, that nervousness is getting in the way of your personal growth. It's getting in the way of your career, getting in the way of your relationships, getting in the way of public speaking, getting in the way of sports. It's everywhere. So that's why mastering nervousness is essential. And so what are your options here? Let's get into the meat of this. Uh, well, first, uh, I've got five ways I'm going to share that how I handle nervousness, but first I want to talk about, um, from a long-term perspective, what has to happen. Um, the biggest thing to do here and to overcome nervousness is exposure therapy. Now, this is not rocket science, but basically the more that you succeed in situations where you're nervous, the more, that, the more confidence you get and the less nervous you'll be, or at least the more confidence you'll have to overcome situations where you're nervous. So it only gets better the more you're exposed to it. But that, I see where that still doesn't help you because what about the first couple situations where you're super anxious? Um, how do you get over those first situations? Um, you know, if any of you have a good answer for this, please tell me. But the best thing I've got for you is there's no trick, okay? The only thing you've got is courage. So if you're gonna get over the first situation where you're super nervous, um, I talked about this in uh, one of my last podcasts about courage, um, but the definition of courage is the ability to do something that frightens one. So there comes a time where, um, and I, I do have some, some content for you guys. I do have some ways to overcome nervousness, but at the core of it, uh, you have to get exposed to situations where you're nervous and succeed in those situations. But to get started with that, you have to just make decisions that you're going to act and you're going to do something about it, even in spite of fear. That's what courage is. That's what bravery is. Um, and so one way that might happen is if, you know, most people don't change until they have to. So usually uh, the pain of inaction becomes greater than the pain you create in your head uh, of what you think is going to happen in their actual situation. So it becomes worse to not do anything than it does to actually do it. And that's usually what, uh, what spurs people to action. So let's get into it. Five ways I handle nervousness. 
Um, number one, uh, understand that your own opinion is more important than others' opinions. Uh, it, it sounds cliche, but look, um, if you're crumbling in these situations where you're, you need to talk to your boss or uh, talk to somebody important or give a speech, what you're thinking in your mind is, what if all of these other people think, you know, what if I embarrass myself in front of all these other people and then they think bad about me? You know, what is that? How does that help you? What does that do? Understand that, no, it's not about what they think of you. It's about what you think of you. So your own opinion is the most important here. Because look, even if you do something stupid, worst case scenario, you have a situation, you've got to do something, say you've got to have a difficult conversation, or say you've got to give a speech in front of a crowd. Um, even if you embarrass yourself and do something stupid, you know, people are always just thinking about themselves, okay? People are naturally selfish. So people think about themselves. Um, even if you mess up, they're going to maybe, worst case scenario, laugh at you for a minute. And then they're going to go back to thinking about themselves. Oh, what's, when does this uh, event end? What am I going to have for dinner? What am I going to, you know, what am I going to wear tomorrow? What am I, what am I doing this weekend? Um, people are checked out thinking about themselves. So don't feel pressured from, in social situations. Everyone's, no one cares, okay? Only, you're the one that cares. So value your own opinion. Number two, this is a trick that I found um, in Tony Robbins' book, Awaken the Giant Within. This is an awesome book. Uh, I'm going to do my own podcast, uh, do a whole podcast on just that book. Um, but here's an awesome tip that, that Tony taught. So um, say that you have to talk to a very important person. So this might be your boss's boss, okay? Um, it's somebody with a lot of authority. They've got a lot of experience, and you got to make a good impression on them, and you've got to you know, execute. You can't, you can't be incompetent. Um, one thing you can do is you can trick your brain. Uh, what you're going to, what you're, the trick is uh, you're going to imagine that that important person is super, super small and imagine that yourself, imagine that you're a giant. So in your head, imagine that really you're, you know, 60 feet tall and that that important person is like, you know, one foot tall. Imagine he's like a tiny, he's like a, not a midget, but even smaller than a midget. Um, and just tricking yourself, it's actually a psychological trick that makes you think that you're, um, that you're in control and that you're the important person, or at least that, you know, that you're dominant in the situation. Um, and that the other person is not as, I guess, scary and big and important. Um, and so obviously you should still have humility and you shouldn't just be an ego, you know, be super egotistical, uh, but it'll help you. Uh, face important people just by thinking, tricking your mind and that, oh, that's, they're small in my head. So that means they must not be too scary in, in person. And this works. It sounds crazy, but literally you'll, if you just imagine yourself as a giant and imagine them as being tiny, all of a sudden uh, you'll be less intimidated by that, you know, big, important person. Um, number three, this is huge. This might be the most important one. I didn't order these, uh, by priority necessarily, but number three, focus only on what you can control. Now there could be a whole podcast on this one too, but uh, you can't change what you can't change. And so some things are going to bother you and you just have to let them go. Um, the best way I can describe this concept is 
it's a book by a Navy SEAL named Mark Owen called No Hero. Um, and basically the concept here is stay in your three foot world, stay in the area just immediately in front of your eyes, immediately around you, um, and just stay in the present moment and not get worried about all these other things your brain tries to, you know, imagine and come up with to, to make you frightened. And so here's the, here's the backstory. So these Navy SEALs are training in Vegas. Um, they're not doing any sort of like building, you're not breaching buildings. They're climbing a rock wall. They're doing like a rock wall training session. Um, and they're training with these locals who (laughs) these guys basically go no harness, no harness, no nothing. They're climbing rock walls, hundreds of feet up. They're crazy. And so these guys are Navy SEALs. And so Mark Owens climbing the wall and he's, he realizes that, you know, he looks down and sees they're 300 feet up. Um, and they've got, they have, they have harnesses, but it's, I think it's minimal straps. And even then just the fear of heights being that high up, uh, scared them. These guys are Navy SEALs, some of the most mentally strong people in the world. And here they are frightened on a rock wall. And so here's the excerpt from the book, uh, quote, Hey man, the trainer said in a lazy raspy voice, uh, just stay in your three foot world. Uh, and this is Mark Owen. I was a couple a couple of hundred feet up the rock face, and I could barely think, let alone decipher his cryptic advice. Uh, what the hell are you talking about, bro? Only focus on your three-foot world, he said. Focus on what you can affect. You keep looking around, and none of that can help you right now. Can it? I shook my head no. A quote, you're calculating how far you're going to fall, the instructor said. You're looking down at Jeff, but he's not going to come up and help. You're looking out at the strip. What are you going to do? Gamble your way to the top? Don't look at me. I'm not going to help you either. This is up to you. You're climbing this rock. Stay in your three-foot world. So that's the three-foot world, right? He's up on this rock face, and he's looking around. He's looking at the ground. He's looking at... Uh, his teammate, he's looking down at the instructor, he's looking at the Vegas Strip, he's looking at all these things that don't matter while he's on the rock wall. All he should be focusing on is that next grip. So you can't, your imagination is going to try to imagine all these negative scenarios, reasons why you could fail. This is evolutionary, right? Reasons why your survival could be threatened. And so you have to not, when your imagination starts doing that, just ignore it. Um, you have to focus on what's immediately in front of you. Come into the present moment and say, say it's a pub, say it's public speaking again. Say it's just a speech. I've given the speech before. Uh, thinking about embarrassing myself in front of the crowd can't possibly help me. All that I can control is I've I've written the speech. I've rehearsed it a million times. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to say the words. I can't control how these people are going to think about me. All I can control is that I go out and give the speech. And so that's all you focus on. It's just laser focus into that one, into your task, into, into what you have to do. So use what you can affect and discard the rest. Um, get rid of that negative energy. It's useless. Only use uh, what you can use. Only use what's going to be beneficial to accomplishing your task. So that's number three, focus on what you can control and stay in your three-foot world. Number four, okay, this is huge, uh, visualization. You know, visualize yourself succeeding. Uh, this might, honestly, I said the last one is the most important, but the visualization is just so, so, this is key. Um, professional athletes are famous for visualizing. I think I remember reading that Pele 
a soccer famous soccer player would just rehearse himself scoring goals again and again and again and again and again before the game and when he got out there on the field he already had seen himself doing it he had seen himself making it happen he had seen himself scoring goals so when he got out there in the real world to actually do it his brain was already primed he already knew that he was going to score goals and he wasn't thinking about uh you know messing up or getting yellow cards or uh whiffing shots uh, this is very similar to the classic driving school analogy, or you know, you're a student driver, and they teach you like, hey, like, or maybe at least on a NASCAR track, this isn't student driving, but they teach you. I was taught that wherever you look, the car's gonna go. So if you're driving next to a wall and you're staring at the wall, you're probably gonna end up driving right into it. And so they teach you, hey, look down the road, look right in your lane, because that's where you're going. And if you Look, if you go where you're looking, if you look where you want to go, you'll go where you're looking, <laughs> if that makes any sense. Uh, so don't visualize yourself failing. Don't visualize yourself making a fool of yourself. Visualize yourself doing what you came to do. That can even include smiling, cheering. If it's a sports game, visualize yourself winning the championship and cheering. And of course, you have to, you know analyze the other team and analyze reasons that you might lose, but don't let it overcome you. Just understand, here's what the other team's going to try to do. Here's what's going to happen in that situation. And I know I'm going to dominate it. I know I'm going to succeed. I know I'm going to be confident going into it. Um, and I'm going to use that nervousness to fuel the fire. And I don't know if I mentioned this earlier, I meant to, um, but in public speaking, one thing that I learned was that you know, if you think of nervousness as being scared all the time, um, you're gonna be, you're gonna fear being nervous, and you don't want to do that. Uh, you actually want to accept being nervous. So what this means is, when you feel yourself getting anxious about a situation, you got to understand that hey, that's your body triggering a hormone response and saying hey, uh, here's a high pressure, high stakes situation. Make sure you understand what's going on, um, and think of it. Think of being nervous as just excitement and adrenaline. Uh, it's just these two things. And so your body's actually giving you focus. It's giving you adrenaline. It's giving you the tools you need to focus and execute. So don't let it overcome you. Use that uh, to actually accomplish your task. And so number five, um, this only applies to certain situations, but um, remember that the other person, if, if, if there's an other person involved, say you're having a crucial conversation um, or actually the best thing is team sports. So you think that the other person's going to be so, the other team's going to be so big and bad. Say you're facing the number one team in the, in the league. You think they're going to be so big and bad. Um, but the other team, the other person might be nervous too. You know, we're all human. We all have these same responses. The other don't, you know, we're wired to think, okay, just because we've seen other people acting confidently that we're the only ones in the world who get nervous. No, everyone knows that we all get nervous. Every, we're all human. We have, we're wired similar, similarly. And so we all have that anxiety response. Um, but the best athletes, the best performers accept that nervous response, accept that anxious response, and they know what to do with it. And they know how to use that to make them better. So, you know, in, in preparation for this podcast, I was doing some research on, you know, professionals that, you know, do professionals also get nervous? Uh, I mean, I, I knew they did, but like, you know, obviously their, their job is to perform at a high level in front of a large crowd. And I actually found that um, 
even Mike Tyson, one of the greatest boxers of all time, um, said that he would get <laughs> he would regularly get scared before fights, which is crazy because everybody was scared of Mike Tyson. So these are these guys fight for a living. They punch each other. They knock each other out for a living. People would think these are the toughest guys on the planet, and maybe they are. Um, but even them, they would get scared and nervous and anxious before their fights. Um, I even found a video of Mike Tyson before one of uh, one of his fights, literally crying and nervous, and his trainer is out there going, "Hey, Mike, you know, it's gonna be okay, Mike. Like, you know, you gotta fight to fight. You know, get get your head in the game, Mike. Come on." And the trainer is literally, it's like he's dealing with a baby. But you see in the video, Mike Tyson's crying in the beginning, and then he gets his stuff together, he gets his head right, he uses that nervousness and those hormones and that adrenaline and the excitement. Uh, and instead, whereas at first it's taking him over, taking over him, by the end of the video, he's, he's ready to go and he's ready to destroy his opponent. And they show the video of the fight and he just destroys his opponent. Um, but you look at, you know, the, the morning of the fight, the day before the fight, he's crying and nervous. So everybody, even Mike Tyson gets nervous. Know that you're not the only one out there. And that at least now you have some tools you can use to handle that anxiety as you're going into a tough situation. So in conclusion, remember, uh, the human mind is easy to trick if you have the right tools, if you know what to do, if you know how to present the human mind with images and with feelings that you can actually convince yourself out of anxiety into confidence, into focus, and into excitement. So nervousness serves a purpose it serves an evolutionary purpose to alert you of potentially dangerous or high-stakes situations. And sometimes in these situations, this might be a, a negotiation for a raise, this might be a team sport, this might be the championship, this might be in a relationship, this might be in a social place, um, there are large rewards at stake, and you're scared of messing up or losing out on those rewards. So... If you want to have personal growth and succeed, you have to not let nervousness control you, but you take control of the nervousness. You take control. You accept it for what it is, excitement and adrenaline, and you use it to your advantage. It's all in your mind after all. That's the key. Think of it. The, the fear feels so real. Being scared feels real. Being anxious feels real. But at the end of the day, it's just... It's hormones being secreted by your brain. It's, it's creating this feeling, right? It's, it's inhabiting inside of you. It's just being created. And so you can override that. You're, you can consciously say, hey, I understand what's happening. I understand the reaction. The, my amygdala in my brain is, uh, is secreting epinephrine and cortisol, these two hormones. It's, you know, adrenaline and a stress hormone. Um, and that's what's creating this feeling. But it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a projection. It's, it makes you feel nervous, but that's all it is. It's just hormones. And so if you understand that, you can actively override it. And so once, here's the key. Once your nerves have alerted you to a high-stakes situation, thank them. That's right. Don't back down from being nervous, but thank your body for alerting you of a high-stakes situation. Now you're focused. Now you know something's about to go down. Um, so your nerves are serving their purpose, and now that you know what, now that you're focused, you can say, "Okay, thank you. I understand why you triggered this focus. I understand why you, you made me nervous. Now that I now that I understand, I'm gonna just dismiss that feeling. Easier said than done, right? But over time, it gets easier. 
Um, as, as you got to dismiss it as much as you can, but at least just accept the nervousness for what it is. Don't try to fight it, accept it. And then you use that extra excitement and adrenaline from your nerves to execute, to make it happen. You know, you've become hyper, your body has this reaction where at first you get scared, but then you become hyper focused and you've got to use that to your advantage. Uh, so, you know, as a summary, the five ways that I handle nervousness, number one, understand that your opinion is more important than other people's opinions. Do what you think is right. Not what, not to prevent embarrassing yourself in front of others. Who cares? Uh, number two, that uh, psychological illusion, you know, imagine that you're a giant and this you know, important person is just a, is just tiny. Um, and just doing that, you'll think that this important person won't seem as scary to you. Number three, focus on what you can control. Remember the analogy, a Navy SEAL climbing on a rock wall. He says, dude, don't look around. Don't look at the ground. Don't look at me. This is up to you. So focus only, stay in your three-foot world and focus only on what's immediately around you. Number four, visualization. You got to visualize yourself succeeding. Wherever you look, you're going to go. So don't look at yourself failing. Look at yourself winning. And finally, number five, in certain situations, uh, realize that the other person involved, if there is another person, they might be nervous too. So don't worry about it. Everybody has, we're on this together. We, all, we're, we are all human. We all have these same reactions. So don't get all caught up. Don't get, you know, crazy. Don't beat yourself up over being nervous. It happens to everybody. This is about man versus self. This is an internal battle. It's not an external battle. Uh, the events that happen in the external world are what they are. But this is about getting your mind right. Man versus self. Uh, and so going forward, this isn't something that you get right once and you're done forever. Every day you're going to wake up and be anxious about something. If you're, if you're growing rapidly, there's things. Um, if you're trying to you know, push your life to the next level, there's going to be things that make you anxious. Um, but your goal is to become a master of understanding that feeling of anxiety and understanding the feeling of nervousness and using it as a positive stress, using it to your advantage to accomplish what you came to accomplish. And so guys, that's it. Uh, that's, that's how I handle nervousness. And so thank you for listening so much. Uh, hope, Hope you guys got uh, some tips about how to handle tough situations in your own life, especially inside your own mind. That's the hardest part, winning that internal battle. Um, so yeah, thanks again. Uh, if you like the podcast, you know, I encourage you to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Um, if you're not ready yet, don't worry about it. Um, but that's what helps the podcast grow, so I really appreciate it. All right, guys, thanks again, and I will see you on the next episode. Peace.